Friends, our scripture reading for today is printed in your bulletin for convenience. It is Mark chapter 4, verses 30 through 32. I invite you to hear these words from Mark's gospel. He also said, he being Jesus, with what can we, pair the, can, can, can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which when sown upon the ground is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet, when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. Friends, this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. During uh, the Sundays after Easter, we thought it might be interesting to look at some of these uh, parables uh, of Jesus and to learn from them. And we thought that this would be a very, very good place to start with the kingdom of God being compared to a mustard seed. And my wife, Julie, by the way, is a ordained elder in the Methodist church, and she is leading our service of confirmation and communion in the gathering while Ross is out on paternity leave. And when I was telling her about this, and I said that the sermon would be about the mustard seed, she said, yes, that is the smallest seed. And I said, you're right. I shouldn't have said that, but um, I said, you're right. And she said, and it's confirmation Sunday. That means your sermon has got to be like a mustard seed. Small and short. Oh, how she knows me. Okay. But a mustard seed. It's the smallest of seeds. It's tiny. And yet, the mustard plant grows into this large bush. Now, it's not very tall, but it can grow very wide. Most of them get about three feet tall, sometimes up to about five uh, feet tall. So it's not this impressive, huge tree, but it does create this shade over the earth. And this mustard plant goes from something very small into something impressive. One of the things that Jesus is talking about is the kingdom of God and what it looks like. This whole chapter has to do with the kingdom of God. What is it? What is it like? What is its purpose? And many of the stories in chapter 4 have to do with seeds. And I think that's very important. In fact, one time, Jesus even compares the mustard seed to faith, saying that if we have a little bit of faith like a mustard plant, a mustard seed, it can grow into something very big. So there's something connecting seeds and faith and the kingdom of God in this passage. And I want you to think about this. If you were to go and plant any kind of seed, if you put it in the ground, can you do anything really to force that plant to grow instantly? No. All you can do is plant it and then tend it, right? You can make sure that the soil is good. You can make sure it gets rain. Oh, how we've had a lot of rain, right? Make sure it gets sun, right? Make sure that there's at least clear sun somewhere around there, that it gets some sun during the day. That's all you can really do. You can try chemicals, you can try other things, but really we are powerless to make it grow other than to nurture it. And in a sense, this is like the kingdom of God. It is a process that God is responsible for. We can tend to it, we can be a part of it, but it has to sort of 
grow on its own. Faith is very similar to that. Faith is very similar to that. In the lives of the people that were just confirmed, seeds were planted along the way in their life, not only with the baptism they've received, but by the work of family members, parents, grandparents, church members, friends in the community who have poured out love and Christ-likeness in their life or have taught them about God. These seeds have been planted along the way, right? And it was up to God and to these young people to be a part of it. All we could do was to nurture it, to let it grow on its own. And it's amazing what happens with a little bit of seed and a lot of love and care. In fact, before some of these students were confirmed, many of them have won awards related to character. You know, being people that were respected by their teachers and by their friends. And it's amazing to see this kind of thing happening, that here are people being tended to by by God, and slowly but surely we're starting to see the fruit of their faith and the fruit of God's work in their lives. We can't force them to do this. We can't make these things happen. It happens naturally over time. All we can do is tend it and make at least the environment as best as it is possible. We're out of control. Uh, A late uh, minister from California named Ray Stedman said this, the mustard seed is an excellent symbol of faith because it has two qualities about it. And I'm only gonna share with you the first one. First, he said, is the quality of the seed itself. Its inherent capacity is for growth. What happens to seeds? What is their purpose? How do they fit into the process of life? The seed's purpose is to grow, right? When the circumstances are right, it produces roots, and it opens up to produce something that grows. Faith is like that. Faith is not something that we subscribe to. Faith is not something that we check off on our list. Faith is something that is planted within us, and its purpose is to grow. Its purpose is to continue growing. You know, a plant that stops growing is dead. A plant is dead when it stops growing. The plant that came from that seed continually needs to grow to stay alive. And so is faith. Faith that is planted continues to grow. There is no end destination for us in terms of faith. Where we get to a certain place, whether it be confirmation or being an adult when we join a Sunday school class, there's no time for us when we get to say, I'm done growing in faith. Now I just get to coast along. Even when I get ordained, they tell me, you're going to continue to grow in your abilities as a pastor. There's no end point for our growth. It continues to grow. The mustard seed is small, but what's important about it is how it continues to grow. That shrub, that bush, continues to span out and grow wider. It doesn't just become like a cedar tree, this impressive, tall tree like other places that are mentioned in the Bible. It continues to just go out and spread out to find new and fertile soil and more sunlight. I've heard that a lot of uh, Southern preachers compare this plant to kudzu. 
that it just keeps growing. There's no end to it. It just keeps spreading and growing like a mustard plant, like kudzu. Faith is supposed to be like this. We can't really do much other than to tend our faith, to practice our faith, but we can't force it to grow. It must be planted, planted and watered. It must be allowed to grow. Other people compare faith in the kingdom of God to muscles, right? We can't just go to the gym one time and get fit. We have to work and exercise these muscles to either repair them or to have them grow stronger. As faith grows, it grows through use. It grows through use. Our confirmands, again, have made their profession of faith today. Their faith will continue to grow, and as it grows, they have the capacity to reach out and bless and touch the lives of other people. Their faith is not just about making a profession here. As full members of the church, they're supposed to do what you are supposed to do. They're supposed to go out from this place and live as Christ's representatives in the world. In that, in a sense, you are better than a billboard at reaching other people for Christ. You're better than any kind of news tract or, or uh, you know, video post that we make about Jesus because you are flesh and blood. You are faith living in the community. And when you touch people with truth and love and service, you are living out that faith. And by using that faith and serving other people with it, it grows stronger from use. When it is not used, when faith becomes self-serving, it atrophies and it becomes weaker. And that's not what any of us want, I would imagine. None of us want to live in a world where our faith gets weaker and weaker every day or every year because it's not being used in terms of trusting God and of serving other people. What did Jesus say were the greatest commandments? To love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. Those are the commandments that lead to a growing faith. And when we, re, uh, we, we retreat from living in that, it actually starts to atrophy and we become weaker in that. Jesus promises us, just like the kingdom of God grows on its own, but we can be participants in it, just as it grows by faith, that the branches of our lives can be a part of this tree expanding and the kingdom of God doing its work. In a sense, we are grafted into this tree of the kingdom. We didn't deserve a place in the tree, but we're grafted in by faith. And once we are part of this tree, our branches can touch the lives of others and hopefully bring them into the family. Our young people are now part of this process too. And they're gonna become part of this ever-growing kingdom reaching other people. The character that they have been awarded with in their schools is the kind of character that's also needed in the kingdom of God so that they can live out lives of truth and mercy to reach the lives of other people. 11 years ago, a young woman stood right where these young people stood, right here in this sanctuary, 11 years ago. And this young woman made the exact same pledges, the same exact words, I do, I will, 
over and over again, as many times as I asked that question. Now, I wasn't the one doing these questions. It was our former senior pastor. 11 years ago, this young woman made those same vows and professed her faith. She went off to college, played a little softball, and now is married and is in seminary. She's currently in seminary, and she is working in United Methodist churches here in Birmingham. She's on her way to become a pastor. But while she's in those studies, she's actually serving in downtown Birmingham. She's serving in mission. She is doing the work of Jesus with those with the greatest needs. And that process of her taking on that kind of ministry did not start when she signed up for seminary. It didn't start when she was graduating from college and wondered, what should I do with my life? It started here. It started with God working in her life, and it started with her kneeling at this very same altar and being grafted into the kingdom of God that was growing. And we can celebrate her ministry. She's our baby, right? She's part of us. We had a role in her taking those steps. But all of these kids are part of that too. And they need our love and support and they need us to continue to call them to the hard work of being a disciple of Jesus Christ. As faith grows, it's got to branch out. Faith that doesn't is it being used to branch out to reach more people? Again, atrophies along the way. And finally, I want to say that faith is like the mustard seed because small beginnings can yield amazing results, great outcomes. There is no such thing as an insignificant Christian. I don't know that there's really anything as possible as a significant Christian. <laughs> We're all Christians and we all come from that small origin of that tiny mustard seed. None of us is insignificant. All of us can be used for great outcomes, not because of our own activities, but God working through us. There is no insignificant Christian, all of us have the capacity to grow in faith beyond our meager beginnings. The mustard seed, Jesus says, is like the kingdom of God, and it becomes this vast bush. And then he starts talking about branches that are tall and that give shade to, to the birds. And you might think, well, what is that? It kind of makes sense maybe that the birds that need a place to rest, that have a safe place to go, is part of how we live out our faith. We use it and, it and it invites people into safe places where we can care for them. That all makes sense, but what is this connected to? Why is Jesus even using this? Well, it's connected to a passage in the Old Testament from the Old Testament book of Ezekiel, chapter 17, verses 22 through 24. The people of God have turned away from God. They are not following in his footsteps. They're, they're sort of, in a sense, in atrophy as his people. They are weakening as his people. And God talks about a time where he will break forth and create something new. He will plant it on the mountain that is in Israel. And in order that it will 
produce bows and bear fruit and become a noble cedar. Under it, every kind of bird will live. In the shade of its branches will nest winged creatures of every kind. All the trees of the field shall know that I am the Lord. And it's this idea that Israel will be sort of renewed and this tree will be there and the birds of the earth will come to it and know that he is God. It's about other people coming to God. It's about Israel branching out and and bringing people to it. And this is what he says. I will bring the low tree high and I will make the high tree low. Now think about what Jesus said. This little mustard seed that grows into a bush is gonna become a high tree. It's a low bush, but it's gonna become a high tree and under its branches, the birds will have sanctuary. Jesus is saying that the church, the kingdom of God, the ministry of Jesus is this branching out and a place where people can find their safety and their love in God. When we branch out, when we're grafted into the kingdom, when we use our faith, isn't it amazing what God can do with it? Some people might be here because someone branched out and showed you love and kindness and brought you here. Friends, faith as small as a mustard seed can grow. We just have to decide to tend that faith to make sure that it's used used, and to make sure that we are on the path that Jesus calls us to be on. Amen and amen. Well, thank you for joining us and I hope that you found this message to be meaningful and life-giving. I look forward to you joining us next time, either on our live stream on Sunday mornings here at Bluff Park United Methodist Church. It's at 10 o'clock a.m., Or if you want to join us in person, you're welcome to do so. Also here at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings. You can find out more about our church family, who we are, what we do, and how to get involved, as well as more information about our worship services at www.bluffparkumc.org. Hope you have a great week, and we look forward to seeing you next time.